It's just so you can get the glow of the lights behind my head and it can shine off on a beautiful angle. It's not working? Thanks, Megan. Sounds good. We're in our very first Sunday of Advent, which is exciting. Uh, I get excited about Christmas. How many people have watched a Christmas movie already? How many people have watched two? Three? That's me. I did that this afternoon. The Claws on Netflix. Gold. Okay. There is, um, uh, so we're celebrating Christmas. We do a lead-up called Advent. It's, a, it's, the, it's the waiting, preparing for Christmas to come. And, and what I think I like about it, and possibly you like about Christmas too, is that it marks a new season, doesn't it? There's something that changes in the air when Christmas comes about. You know, finally the supermarkets change over their, their audio tracks and we start to get some carols in, and some Christmassy kind of songs and, and it's just a different feeling that starts to happen as the days get longer and, and as we start to uh, work towards uh, Christmas. There's a newness, there's a joy, there's a, there's a great uh, connection I think that that we, we have in our society. And I think that we as people need seasons like this so that we can um, enter into uh, a new phase and we don't feel like we're just in the one phase all the time. Of course, Christmas is not always um, great for everyone. There are, Christmas is a time where some people can remember what they've lost or what they don't have, the people that are no longer... Um, uh, in, in their lives for one reason or another. And, uh, and so Christmas can, can highlight uh, some negative things, but I, I think we all I- enjoy it because it highlights the good things, the joy, the celebration, the togetherness that it does. Um, I think that there is something uh, quite uh, great about the fact that with Christmas and with uh, the, the changing of the seasons, there is a, a hope for a newness and a fresh start that happens. And I, and I think that for humans, and this is what we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about tonight that we all need hope, is that, that we do need hope in our lives and we need it either structured in, in the calendar or we need a fresh infusion of it on a regular basis. Because as human beings, I think God's given us the gift of hope because if we don't have it, we so quickly fall into despair. We, we so quickly think that everything's going to go negative, that everything is going to go wrong. And, and we see that in Scripture because in the very first chapter of the very first book, there is uh, this declaration of God that He created everything and He created it good. It's a great declaration, but the rest of the Bible uh, talks about how it all goes pear-shaped from there and how God is, is wanting to do something about it. In fact, if you look at history, taking out the spiritual side of it, you'll see that human beings left to their own devices will tend to go towards despair and destruction uh, more times than not. There's something about us that, that needs hope, that we need to dream that, that our life can be better, that, our, that, that things can change, that things can be different. And, and I, I would dare to say tonight that we, we dream of a time where our soul and our body and our mind can be at peace. Uh, 
I dare to say that, we, that hope feeds on the fact that there is going to be a time and a day where, where we can be at peace in our mind, in, in our spirit and in our body. And I think that's, a, that's, an, that's a, a longing that we all have because unless we are right with God, unless we are listening to the Spirit of God, one of those three things is going to be out of whack. And as we come to our Christmas reading this morning, this is where we find, this morning, tonight, uh, we, we find the people of God, the, the Israelites. In, in this Old Testament reading, they, they've been... Um, they've been letting uh, their society decay and, and go backwards for quite some time. They've been putting other things in the place where God's meant to be. They've been saying, God, I know what you want, but I'm going to push that to one side because I think I know better. And as a whole nation from their rulers down, that's what they were doing. And God was saying, well, that's, that's great. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to remove the peace from your life. I'm going to remove the, the comfort from your life. I'm going to remove the, th- the blessings that I bring. I'm going to remove it if you're going to remove me. And so as, um, as they were going on worshipping other, other gods and putting other things in God's place, God started to remove his blessing. And all of a sudden, there's an army on their doorstep. And in the middle of the army being on the doorstep and, and their absolute ruin is about to happen to their lives... God sends a message. And it's kind of different to what you think. It's not, all right, you've done wrong, so take it on the chin. It's a message of hope. And that's what we get with Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 to 10. He says, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. Uh, from his roots, a branch will bear fruit. So, a shoot, uh, some, some, uh, some paraphrased Bibles say, uh, a dead, blackened, dark stump, like lifeless. It's, it's finished its time on the earth. He said, God will cause out of something like that a shoot to emerge. And the shoot of Jesse basically means someone from the line of Jesse, someone from the line of David, that a king is going to arise from the line of David and he's going to bear fruit. And so out of this blackened stump, out of this uh, where everything is going wrong, God's saying there's going to be a sign of new life. It's a sign of hope that something is going to be different. And this is how different it is. It says the Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, this person who's going to come out of the line of David, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit, spirit, <laughs> the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight, so he'll be in, he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness he will judge the needy, with justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and break Uh, And the breath of his lips will slay the wicked. So what's it saying here? It's saying that this this shoot that's going to come up and bear much fruit, it's going to be different. The Spirit of God's going to be upon him and he's going to have wisdom and righteousness and love and grace and mercy 
And we be- that's why we believe that this is talking about Jesus. And he's not going to judge just on what he hears or what he sees, but what he's going to do is he's going to know the truth of the situation and judge justly. Because that's what God does. And he's going to give mercifully to the poor and he's going to deal with those who bring destruction by the word from his mouth. He goes on, says, Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the stash around his waist. And then it's going to bring on a whole new era, which starts in verse 6. It says, Then the wolf will live with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and the little child will lead them. And the cow will feed with the bear, the young will lie down together, the lion will eat straw like an ox. The infant will play in the cobra's den, a young child will put his hand into a viper's nest, and they will neither harm or destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for all people. The nations will rally to him and his resting place will be glorious. So here we have this image of one who's going to come out of the house of Israel, even though they've been disobedient, even though uh, they're, they're dying Uh, God's going to bring a Messiah, a new person, someone out of there who's going to judge differently. But not only is he going to judge differently, but he's going to give hope of a birth of a whole new way of living. There's a whole sense of renewal in this passage that uh, animals that should be either fearful or a predator of are going to lie down together. It's a great imagery. That, That people who are naturally enemies are going to be friends that that somehow this guy that we believe is Jesus that we're talking about in this passage is going to bring hope for a renewal and a newness in this land that God is going to bring about a new reality a new hope where we can be at peace with each other and in and, and internally And as I said, I think God has given us this hope as a gift, a gift that he's given to all people to believe uh, in things that we are yet to see and in the things that we're yet to experience. That God has given us hope so we can look into the future and say, I I know what's going on now, but but in the future things are going to be different. That's the gift that God gives us in the whole concept of hope. So it doesn't matter what circumstances you're in now, God is saying, I can make it better. I can change it in some way. I can step in and do a work in your life. Now, I don't know what's going on inside of you, whether you're at peace with God or not, but the message is still the same, that God wants to give you hope that with Him, all things can be made new. That the things that you're at war with at the moment, there can be peace. That the things that may be clashing against you or or naturally going against you, God can bring about a peace. And if he can make a bear lie down with a calf, and he can make, um, what was another one? 
a lion with... No, no, that's Revelations, lions and lambs. Put it back up for us, Dave. Come on. Uh, the, the next one back. Cow feeding with a bear. A lion eats straw like an ox. If you can do that, and, and it is just a picture, but if you can do that symbolically, what he's saying is no matter what the turmoil is going in in your life, there is hope that he can do something different for you. Now, if hope is, and I believe it is, genuinely given as a common grace to all people, God has smattered it across our lives so that we can, we, can, um, we can picture a better day. Just as being human beings means that we can twist it for our own end. And that the hope that is meant to be put in God, the hope that is meant to be a thing that brings life, we can twist it and put our hope into different things. We can hope that, that people will meet our needs that God is meant to meet. And I don't know how many people that I've met, how many marriages I've seen destructed where the person, one of the persons in the relationship is expecting the other person to meet a need that they were never meant to meet. They were trying to fill a hole that they were never meant to fill. And so we can look for people to fill those needs within us and to produce that hope within us, but that's not their job. We can, we can turn to government and say, well, if only government organises society properly, then we can have hope for a future. If only, only the government would, would work out how to, how to save the environment, then, then we can all have hope that our kids are going to grow up in a world. And we can put hope in the government. We can put hope in society that if only society would, would, would accept me for who I am and, and if I get their validation, then I've got hope that I can be loved and feel accepted. Sometimes we put our hope in jobs that the job will give me security and, and I'll have financial success. Maybe we put our hope in being a successful person that will give us a, a status and a fulfillment. We can put our hope in all sorts of things. But we need to put our hope in the right place. We need to put, a place in, uh, put our hope in a place that brings life, a, a place that brings peace, a hope that gives us uh, an ability to overcome in, uh, in turmoil times. I was reading a, a, a paper from uh, Psychology Today Australia and it was, it was talking about hope and it was saying, uh, hope is not optimism. You know, optimism is just saying it's going to be okay. You know, it'll be all right, it'll be good. He said hope is not that. And hope is not self-reliance. Uh, it's not saying, you know what, I can make something happen. But this article was saying that, that hope is actually a combination of both, a combination of saying, it's going to be okay and I can make something happen. And as I was reading that, I was going, from a human point of view, I understand what they're saying. But from a spiritual point of view, it's all wrong. 
Because our hope doesn't come in what we can do, our hope comes in what God can do. Our hope doesn't come that we, it's going to be all right in our own strength, our hope comes that God will make it okay. And so we're going to realise that, that to put our hope in God is to say that God's going to make everything okay and that God can make a way and God can make things different. Because when we have hope and a hope that comes from God, it stops us from being negative. When we're not trying to do it ourselves and we're not trying to uh, make uh, other people f- uh, meet our needs that, or, or the government meet, it, meet our needs, then we can stop judging people and getting uh, self-righteous about people, but we can, we can stop us from being negative. And we can just trust that God has got it and that God will do it and that God will make a way. When we put our hope in God, it, it, it helps us overcome the storms that life brings. There's a, there's a sense of assurance in it. And Jesus says it this way in one of his parables. He says, if someone listens to my word, he said, it's like a man who digs down deep until he finds rock, and from there he builds the house. And when the storms come, and they're going to come, the house will not fall. He says, but someone who, who doesn't live by my word is someone who builds their house on the sand. And when the storms come, the house collapses. When we have our hope in God in the right place, it over, helps us overcome the storms of life. It develops within us a, a sense of perseverance that, that it's going to be okay and we can survive anything. It helps us move forward and it helps us counteract our fears. And it leads us into a new future. So tonight I want to ask you, what are you putting your hope in? Are you putting it into things that will lead to destruction or are you putting your hope into God? Are you putting your hope into your own abilities or the world's choices Or are you putting it into the living God? This Christmas we're celebrating that hope has come. That hope, a a shoot coming out of the stump of Jesse, the Messiah, the Christ, the one who is the beginning of the end. He is the one that will bring about peace in our body, in our mind, and in our soul. That when we turn to him and when we embrace what he has for us, that that hope that we have for a different future, for a peace, for a joy, comes from Him. So would you stand with me if you're able, thanks. And maybe tonight you, you've been looking for hope. Maybe tonight you've got, um, you know, there's something in you that's saying, I, I need this hope. Maybe you've never said, God, can you help me before in your life? Maybe you've been putting your hope in other things. And, and if you want to place your hope in God again today and, and ask God to give you a fresh infusion of hope, I simply ask you as you're standing, just to put your hands out in front of you. And, and I want to pray for you. Because God wants to give you hope, wants to give you joy, wants to give you grace. Let's pray. Loving God, for all those people here 
to have their hands out in front of them. They were saying, God, can, can you, will you make a way in my life? And I just get a sense, Lord, there are people here who, have, who, who want to be with you but have put you to the side of their life. And, and Lord, right now, give them, give them the, the joy and the peace that you'd welcome them to put you back in the center of who they are. That there will be nothing that would warm your heart more for them to say, God, I'm sorry, can you be my God again? And for those people, Lord, who are here, who have been putting their hopes in other things, Lord, by your Spirit, will you come and, and help them put their hope in you and what you've done in your Son, Jesus, in your death and in your resurrection, in the coming of your Spirit, how you can bring new life. And I feel particularly, Lord, that there's someone here who, who feels like they're in a hopeless situation. And I pray for them specifically, Lord, and I say, Lord, make a way. Give them a sign. Show them that you are God and that you will do what only you can do. And so, Lord, help us to put our hope that, that you have it and that you will make a way and that you will bring peace and joy and love into our lives. In Jesus' name we pray.